What's up, everyone? Welcome to another week of First Seed Fantasy. I am Kyle Krajewski, joined by, lovely as always, on vacation, Zach Cole. <laughs> Zach, what's up, man? How are you? How, how's it's your a, trip Kate, it, treating you? It, it's going good. It's a beachy a beachy theme this week. I'm uh, down the Jersey Shore. I'm enjoying myself right now, but uh, I'm uh, always open to talking fantasy. You know, I'll take a little pause from vacation time to talk fantasy any day. Love to hear it. Love to hear it. Uh, we are First Seed Fantasy. If you are tuning in, wherever you're tuning in, you can find us on YouTube at First Seed Fantasy. You can find us in podcast form, First Seed Fantasy. And you can find us on Instagram at First Seed Fantasy. And I think on Twitter, it's First Seed Sports. And today on the docket, we've got end of end of June. We've got an end of June mock draft. And I think the, the way I'm seeing it is end of June, we'll do a mock. Towards the end of July, we'll do another mock. And then basically August is going to be full of mocks. So I was like, all right, we'll take this as kind of like a like a jumping jumping off point of just like, all right, this is where Sleeper, where we'll be doing the mock, has these players ranked and kind of where they'll be floating throughout the rest of the summer. Uh, and then that way, Zach and I can kind of uh, – chat about where these guys are being drafted, how we feel about that players. We see fit being taken where they're being ranked or values we see, and just kind of highlighting uh, a bunch of that stuff, uh, highlighting uh, the negatives and the low, the, the positives of basically where players are showing up in, in draft rooms currently. Hopefully you're not drafting your season long team in June or early July, but if you are, uh, we're here to kind of help that out. <laughs> Yeah, I think for the majority of people, Kyle, what we're doing right now is kind of just to give a rough shape of what a team can look like. Uh, you know, as we get closer, obviously, we have to go through uh, the the mini camps and all that, all the leading up to um, the actual season. And that's when we're going to see, unfortunately, guys get injured every single year and some ADP shift around and things like that. But for right now, doing a mock in June is just to kind of get a price check in on where guys are and to see exactly what kind of build you're looking to, to create with your roster. You can experiment around with some different things. So mocks right now, I mean, they're not great to base your whole entire season off of, you know, they're not, I wouldn't say go into August knowing exactly what you're doing in June, but it's a good, uh, a good way to get a guideline of what exactly you want to do when the time comes. Yeah. I think you said it like a price check on some of these guys mm -hmm. uh, is the perfect way to put that. Just kind of getting a, a good idea of where some of these players might be uh, uh, ranked and available yeah. in drafts in two months. So, absolutely. Without further ado, let's kick off this mock. Zach is drafting from the three spot in a 12 team PPR basic, let's see, one quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, tight end flex, and, and just to keep it short and simple, three bench spots. Uh, Zach's mm -hmm. drafting from the three spot and I'm over at the end at the 12. So I kind of get that turn and without further ado, let's share my screen. If you're watching this, let's kick it off. Zach. All right. Let's get into it. First we saw Justin Jefferson go 101, and then classic Christian McCaffrey at 102. and Zach you're up. 
Yeah, so Kyle, I think the first point that I really want to make here is that this is only a two wide receiver league. Um, and that's kind of an important point, I think, because uh, if you are in a league that emphasizes receivers a little bit more heavily, uh, then I think you need to draft a little bit differently, uh, Go, you know, moving forward through the draft and in these early rounds, especially. But because this is only one running back, I'm sorry, I'm only two wide receiver, not three wide receiver. Uh, I am going to go running back here and I'm going to take a guy that has huge touchdown, huge PPR upside. And that's going to be Austin Eckler for me. I think he's a great building block for any team. Beautiful. And then after you, we saw Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Bajan Robinson, Travis Kelsey at seven, Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, Tyreek Hill, and quarterback one off the board already in the first. Patrick Mahomes went at pick 11. That's wild. That is new. <laughs> Uh, I honestly don't know if that'll happen throughout the summer. I think even on Sleeper, he was ranked uh, 20. Oh, no, I guess that's where he was ranked. Maybe 15th overall is where he's showing up in draft rooms. Uh, but when 11. Um, Zach, anything stand out and surprise you? Uh, I mean, I think that's the biggest <laughs> point right there is that Mahomes is going that early. Um, typically, I see that in, in these 12-team drafts, uh, the turn is usually where these next this next group of four receivers goes, and we can see that the draft board kind of lined up this way with Diggs, Lamb, Brown, and Adams all kind of sitting there still. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting though. It definitely is. I don't I, I don't necessarily hate taking Mahomes that big because he feels like such a such a uh, or taking him that high because he feel, there feels like there's such a big gap between him and the rest uh, at this point. But I mean, that's definitely a steep price tag. Yeah, I think in the first taking a quarterback is the steepest it can get. But I mean, you're you're you know, taking your guy. But, but Kyle, I I think it also uh, I think if you are pick eleven or pick twelve, that this that's where you need to take your yeah. shot. You know, because that draft board isn't coming back around to you for another what uh, twenty four picks. You know, so you got to be ready to to take your shot on your guy there. So I guess for team eleven, I don't I don't really hate it. Yeah, it's it's one of those things. If you're going into a draft and you you want Patrick Mahomes, you I guess you kind of need to take him in the first or late first. Hopefully not early first. Uh, it's kind of where he's going to wind up appearing. It's just for me and you personally, I don't think we're uh, first round quarterback drafters. No, I, I don't think so. Um, I, I, like I said, love the upside on Mahomes. I mean, he's definitely a, a, pos a positional differential type of guy where there's going to be a huge gap, but I, I just not my style personally. Yeah. And then, all right, I'm here. Pick 12. I've got the turn. I'm going to, I think I'm going to take, I'm going to take from one of each. I'm eyeing both the, uh, both the receiver and the running back position. And I'm going to take the guy who I think for me personally is, is, Right at that first tier, I think the four receivers that went, Jefferson, Chase, Cup, and Tyreek, are like that tier one in my ranks. Uh, and I think uh, the start of tier two or just on that bubble for me, Stefan Diggs. I, I think him and Josh Allen. I mean, I don't think what is currently going on with the contract or whatever he's, he's talking about, I don't think that's going to carry on into the season. I think he's just going to want to play football with Josh Allen and uh, show up. So I'm not concerned about that. And I wanted a receiver to kick off this trap. And the next guy I'm going to take good old Nick Chubb. I think Chubb, I, I mean, reports consistently are saying that the, the Browns aren't going to add another guy to this backfield, at least not another big, big name back. I think they're going to try to draft or sign someone, 
but nobody that's going to really eat in the Chubb's workload. I think uh, all signs point to this being Chubb's backfield and him having a, a, an enormous season. And I think I saw reports that Watson's having like an arm issue. Either way, I think Chubb's going to be the the huge focus point on this offense uh, and just kind of get more targets and just be involved, involved, involved. Um, so I went with Chubb. Yeah, I think that's a great pick. And I think it's super safe at, at that pick. Um, and Kyle, the guy that I was actually eyeballing for you at that pick, other than Nick Chubb, slid all the way to me. Uh, wow. And that's the guy who's ranked here on the board, number 18, Josh Jacobs. And for me, I typically, I wouldn't look to go running back, running back. I would look to kind of even myself out a little mm-hmm. bit. There's nothing wrong with it. And there's nothing wrong with going receiver, receiver either, um, especially in this more balanced roster format. But for me, I think the value is too good here. And I'm going to take Josh Jacobs. So with my second rounder, that's where I will go. And then we see Hertz. Uh, we see two running backs and two quarterbacks go off the board, Hertz and Allen and Najee Harris and Brees Hall. And you know what, Kyle, I have to tell you, I'm very, very tempted right now to do something that I should not do, Uh-oh. and that's start three running back. Uh-oh. Uh, and I'm looking at – I'm eyeballing Tony Pollard and Ramondre Stevenson, both sitting there, um, and I love the value on them compared to uh, some of these other guys that are here, quite honestly. Um, I'm not a huge fan of T. Higgins. I think the injury and the inconsistency worries me a little bit for a third-round price tag. Um, so you know what, I'm mocks are to be weird. So I'm going to go a little bit off the board here and I'm going to fill my flex early and I'm going to fill it with Tony Pollard running back for the Dallas Cowboys. I think he's a workhorse in in that situation. I mean, they, they let go of Zeke. They didn't really bring anyone else new in other than Deuce Vaughn. So I I think that Pollard's going to have a a very, very nice season this year. Yeah. And I think, uh, it being just a two wide receiver league or set up um kind of allows you to take that three three running back start kind of cementing your mm-hmm. flex you're not too too behind on wide receiver that being said there was just a huge run on receivers where we saw Devonte smith t higgins alave metcalf and debo uh go between your pick and mine on top of stevenson gibbs and etn uh and i'm sitting here with the running back and a wide receiver and oh he's staring me right in the face and he's a guy that i'm actually targeting or wanting to target this season and that's joe burrow I, I feel like this is the year of the burrow uh whether that's nice. a, a healthy season or just a season where he just takes a, his game to another level uh we talked on it talked about it in our quarterback rankings where burrow could be the guy this year that just gets a consistent uh, three passing touchdowns a game and we kind of saw that last season but this year, I feel like it's just going to be another year in the system, another year progressing. Uh, hopefully, Chase and Higgins stay healthy all season. And I, I just feel like Burrow's in for a huge season. Uh, and then on top of him, I'm going to jump down into uh, – obviously going to take a running back or a wide receiver. That's just where my my taste is, is wavering currently. I'm going to take a guy who is consistently a, a top receiver – uh, except for last year, I guess. Uh, Keenan Allen. Uh, <laughs> um, last year, he just kind of missed some time. Now, I wouldn't say too much time. How many players? How many games did he miss last year? Uh, uh, I'd have to look. Let me take a look. Uh, <laughs> he did miss quite he, a few. He games. played ten games, but either way, I don't know. I like Keenan Allen, and I feel like the chart. I like I said with Burrow and the Bengals, or at least his game stepping up. I feel like the 
the addition of Kellen Moore uh, into the Chargers, I guess, offensive scheme is going to level up the Chargers offense a lot. Uh, that's just how I see it personally. And I feel like obviously Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Justin Herbert, uh, even Austin Eckler are going to get huge bumps in the fantasy season this year. I think that was a great point, Kyle, that you made about Kellen Moore there. I think he's really going to kind of elevate this pass game. We've seen in the past the Cowboys just put up nuclear numbers. And uh, typically a lot of that's run through their wide receiver one, who is uh, CeeDee Lamb. And Keenan's the wide receiver one in this offense. So I think that that's a fantastic pick. Uh, now, after you took uh, Keenan Allen, the run went Kenneth Walker, George Kittle, Calvin Ridley, Joe Mixon, Lamar Jackson, Aaron Jones, DeAndre Hopkins, and then Justin Herbert himself, who I was kind of hoping would slide to me there. Mm -hmm. But you know what? That's OK. I, I, I'll live with that. Um, but coming back to me here, obviously, I only have three running backs to start off. So I need to be looking in either the wide receiver department or uh, the oh, yeah. tight end or quarterback department as well. Um, but for me, I don't want to uh, pass on the wide receiver value here because I think it starts to fall off yeah. a little bit coming when it will come back around to me. Uh, I see Mike Williams name there. There's there's still a couple decent names, but um, some of these guys here right now are guys that I really, really like and want to get myself a piece of. And one of them. Uh, you mentioned he's got a little bit of a deal with the arm issue going on right now, and I'm just going to hope that that works itself out by the season. Again, we're just looking at the rough general build of a team right now. Um, but I do love the value on Amari Cooper at this at this uh, draft spot. So I'm going to go ahead and take Cooper with this pick. Beautiful. And a guy I was hoping might slide to me just when I was hoping Hawkinson might come around back to me on the turn here. But that's OK. <laughs> uh, so now I'm taking a look and I'm seeing. Um, I almost wish I would have left <laughs> left one of those running backs to to pick up a running back in this yeah, range they're, here because I do like I like Damian Pierce. I think Miles Sanders is just going to be uh, a usage hog this year, and uh, Alexander Madison has proven he's been a dude when he's been on the field. So I really like all three of them, but that's okay because um, I'm not looking in that department right now. I think actually with the value on the board, I'm going to take a look at quarterback actually and i'm looking at the next two guys who are available here and the first one is justin fields and the second one is trevor lawrence and i'm actually kind of having a difficult time picking between the two of them because i do both think that they're poised for uh, a huge season this year um and if as you can see kyle's got the adp up here after personally for me after fields and lawrence i think it kind of falls off a little bit you can see i think dak is still a pretty decent value and so is watson but then we're getting into Tua, Richardson, Kirk Cousins, guys that are a little bit more wild card than uh, than some of these top top end guys. So I think for me personally, I'm going to go with Justin Fields here just because I know he's going to provide me with that rushing upside week in and week out. You know, it's pretty hard for him to have a dud week, even if uh, even if he doesn't throw the ball well, he's still going to run the ball for uh, however many yards. And he has a pretty good knack for getting in the end zone, too. So. I'm going to go fields here. I, I really like that start uh, with with solidifying my rushing upside with the three running backs and, and one rushing quarterback. So um, I'm pretty happy with where I'm at right now. Beautiful. Uh, I'm going to let's see what happened after you. We saw Chris Godwin, Damian Pierce, Drake London, Christian Watson, and then Trevor Lawrence, and then three running backs in Miles Sanders, uh, free agent Dalvin Cook, and then DeAndre Swift go. And I'm sitting here, uh, I'm not aching for a running back, but I would like a running back to get my RB2 here. I've already got my two starting receivers, my starting quarterback, and a starting running back. So I'm kind of looking at the RB2 and the flex um, just because I, I 
am kind of of the mindset to wait a little bit on these tight ends. So I'll, I'll wait on that. Uh, but while I do, I'm eyeing, uh, I guess more specifically, an RB and a wide receiver. And for I guess for my receiver, I'll take him first. Jerry Judy um, finished last year as the, I think I saw wide receiver 22. Uh, mm-hmm. That is correct in PPR. A little bonkers considering how bad that offense looked. Uh, and I, I almost feel like they can't get worse so to draft judy as the uh what was he the wide receiver uh, i'm not gonna count in the fifth round a jerry judy um as my wide receiver three as my flex i feel like is super healthy and i feel like i have to assume that russell wilson's going to play better this season and because of that i'm not fully buying into that but to have judy as my wide receiver three as a flex player I think is the perfect situation I'd like to find myself in with the, this Broncos team uh, to benefit whether well, it happens or to just kind of have them as a flex if it doesn't. And when you take a look at the latest news, Kyle, Sean Payton did say he's explosive and has loose hips. So take that information for what you will. Love but, those loose uh, hips. I don't know. That's that sounds good. That sounds good to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, give me Judy as my flex, my wide receiver three. And I'm eyeing, I'm going to be transparent. I'm eyeing these two running backs and Alexander Madison and James Conner. I love that pair. And I think I'm going to go Alexander Madison. Um, I, I like both of them. I, I mean, they're going to be the workhorses of their running, of their backfield. Uh, and that's kind of what you, you eye in this, I guess in this range as my RB2, you kind of want the guy who's going to get, get the bulk of the touches. Uh, and for me, it was James Conner and Madison. Uh, we saw what Madison could do without Dalvin Cook, and now he gets a full season without Dalvin Cook. So hopefully he kind of takes that uh, that play and continues that. But if not, RB2, I'm cool with that. Um, I'm not super high on Madison this year, at least compared to, I guess, the hype. But I, it's hype that I understand why it exists, and because of that, I'm I'm down. <laughs> I think that's well put. Uh, Kyle, I'm looking here, and, and my my heart's broken a little bit because yeah. I was hoping that one of the three tight ends that went in this round were, were going to slide to me because I do like these three guys at their given price tag. But after Kyle's pick, we saw Kyle Pitts go off the board, Cam Akers, uh, followed by Waller, Kamara, who is uh, questionable with that suspension, potentially, maybe not. But, I mean, if he doesn't end up suspended, I think that's a great value. Yeah. Uh, Rashad White. Michael Pittman, Javante Williams, and then Dallas Goddard. And like I said, I was kind of hoping one of those tight ends was going to slide to me a little bit because I think that there's sort of a tear break here in between uh, this this round and then the next group of tight ends after that. Um, but for me, I got to be looking uh, wide receiver here. I do not have my second wide receiver yet. Um, and there are some names on the board, which is kind of why I waited, uh, that do interest me. Marquise Brown mm-hmm. uh, is has to be the show in, in Arizona. Mike Williams, we, I mean, when he's on the field, he is literally like a walking 20-point performance. Um, he was incredible last year. Uh, who else do we have here? Mike Evans is still on the board. Yeah. Brandon Ayuk is still on the board. Christian Kirk is still on the board. There's some really, really good names. Yeah. And I think what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to let the board decide for me. I would like two of these guys. Um, so I'm going to start off with the guy that I think personally has the highest 
floor of this group, which might seem a little bit crazy uh, given the quarterback situation, but I actually think it's Mike Evans. Nice. So I'm going to start off with Mike Evans as my wide receiver too here. I mean, he's had a thousand yards receiving every single year in his career. He's guaranteed for it. Um, I, I know it's going to be a struggle to get there this year, but you got to remember there were some dark times before Brady arrived in Tampa Bay and Mike Williams still managed a thousand yards. Now I know that was many moons ago and things were a little bit different, but that's why I'm going to kind of take a second one of these guys here as sort of a safety blanket for myself. Um, I'm taking a look at receiver again, and I'm seeing Lockett. Uh, Christian Kirk is one that kind of pops up in my in my mind here. Um, I'm not super excited about Johnson, Deontay Johnson or George Pickens because I don't really know which one of those two is going to be the top dog there. Um, and then I'm getting into some young guys with Jason and Burks and Addison, and I'm not sure that that's necessarily where I want to go either. So I'm actually going to keep this pretty simple, and I'm going to take a guy that was actually the wide receiver 11 last year, uh, and that's Christian Kirk. So I think he gives – I mean, the only thing that changed from that offense was they added on Calvin Ridley, and I know that that's a huge deal because he was a, a one in his time too. But if Kirk can even uh, slightly repeat what he did last year, um, I, I think he's going to be absolutely electric. So I, I like getting that value here. Yeah. I One thing I'd like to point out, I feel like this that clump of wide receivers that we're seeing in this round six and seven. Um, I mm-hmm. guess we can even start it with Judy in round five. Um, with Judy, Pittman, Mike Evans, Marquise Brown, Mike Williams, Brandon Ayuk, Christian Kirk. Uh, I'll even lump in Deontay Johnson. I've got a little bit of a, a, a mini excitement for him this year. Um, I feel like that clump is a group of receivers that you should be targeting. Um, just, just mm-hmm. eyeballing it. Um, cause I feel like it's a, a consistent group of receivers. Um, I, I feel like consistent's not the right word. Uh, but a group of guys that you can almost count on to uh, outperform their ADP or where they're being drafted, mm-hmm. uh, which is really weird and hard to come by. Um, but I feel like that group is like a group of guys that are built to outperform. Um, so it, yeah, it's almost agreed. like you can do like a, a hero wide receiver build where you get mm-hmm. uh, you, you get a Tyreek Hill or a Justin Je- or even like a Jamar Chase, like those top guys, and then just wait on receivers and kind of get two of those guys um, like a, like you did, Mike Evans and Christian Kirk, and just be happy. I feel like that's an incredible build. Yeah, and Kyle, I don't want to take too much of your time here, but two points I want to make really quick. If you look at from the fifth round on, almost all of these guys fall within that wide receiver two category from last year. Yeah, I mean, uh, McLaurin was 14th in PPR last year. Kirk was 11th in PPR. Evans was 17th in PPR. Um, the only guys that I've really found that like absolutely fall outside of it are Christian Watson. Uh, Drake London was actually just outside of it, Marquise Brown and Mike Williams. But I mean, that's great value and what you're looking for as a wide receiver too. And the second point that I wanted to make is if you do go with that hero receiver strategy where you're taking one of those big name receivers early, that kind of avoids this running back dead zone, as we like to call it here in these rounds, like five through nine or something like that. I don't necessarily know where we quantify it to begin, but like um, when you look at guys like, I I don't know, JK Dobbins or, Damian Pierce or Javante Williams, you know, there's a chance that these guys just are terrible this year. They're busts, you know? And if you ended up starting out with just look at team, uh, I don't know, actually none of the teams started out that way. Your team, you know, you start with a Diggs, who's your hero receiver, yeah. you know, and then you can back it up with Chubb. And then you could have ended up with uh, just say a Kenneth Walker, or a Derek Henry. You can bolster that roster yeah. with, with lots of running backs in that round two, three, four, so that you can just kind of add in 
extra receiver help moving forward from there. So I, I like that strategy as we're kind of figuring it out here. Yeah, and that's kind of the beauty of it. It's June. You can kind of get an idea of how things are flowing and kind of continue Absolutely. and uh, perfect it as the yeah. offseason and the summer continues. All right, I'm here. After you, we saw three quarterbacks go. Uh, we mm -hmm. saw, I mean, we saw Isaiah Pacheco, and then we saw Dak Prescott, Tyler Lockett, David Montgomery, uh, JSN, Deshaun Watson, Tua, and then Deontay Johnson went right before me at 11. Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm hitting, sitting here at 12 with – see i think i've got yeah two running backs three receivers and a qb uh just waiting to fill that tight end spot and three benches and personally i'm gonna go uh with depth here i'm not really eyeing i i don't love the tight end market here actually i i'm lying i'm gonna take a tight end uh, and i'll take him first evan ingram uh jacksonville is a team i think is going to uh, be incredible on offense Maybe not like uh, league breaking, but I think they could be like a, a mini uh, Cincinnati Bengals where Trevor Lawrence is great. Uh, Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk are great. And then you get a tight end that is was great last year and will be great again this year. It could be great this year. And then you add an ETN. And I think it's an offense that is just kind of built to succeed. Uh, and and I, I see them elevating their game this year. So with that, I always like to to buy in. Uh, with any draft I'm doing, I I love Jacksonville this year, so I'm get give me all of Jacksonville I can get. And for my second pick here, I'm just going to add on to my wide receiver depth. I'm taking Jahan Dotson. Um, mm, I'm not in pick. love with I'm not in love with Pickens this year. I'm not in love with Tony or Traylon Burks, who are kind of ranked there as well. Uh, I want Dotson, who kind of created his role last year, uh, and I just kind of see him doing that again and performing better this year, hopefully a healthy season. And then I, so yeah, Dotson as my wide receiver four on the bench for me. And then after I took that, we saw Kadarius, Tony, James Cook, Jordan Addison, Traylon Burks, Bajan Robinson, uh, Bajan, geez, Brian Robinson, <laughs> uh, Friar Muth, Dylan, uh, AJ Dylan, and George Pickens coming off the board. Zach, you're on the clock. And I think you've got a uh, tight end need as well. With two two bench open spots. spots. Yep. So uh, for me, I was kind of hoping Friarmuth would fall to me. I actually, you took Ingram at the turn there. I prefer Friarmuth over Ingram. Um, I, I think he was sneaky good last year. Uh, and I think people don't really remember that. I mean, he was the tight end eight in PPR. Um, but at this point, when you're drafting a tight end between tight end six, seven, eight, nine, it's really, really slim, uh, the difference. But the good news with Fryermuth was he did provide you with some kind of high upside weeks last year, which was which is cool. And if nothing else, you could bet on him for about 10 points a game. So um, whatever, but that's okay. Uh, so the next tight end up on the board is D David Njoku, um, who I've never really been a huge fan of. Kyle, I know you tend to like Njoku a little bit more than I do. I um, lean in the Njoku way. <laughs> and I know that he's a lot of people's kind of uh, sleeper call out this year. And I definitely respect that, but that is not actually where I am going to go with this pick. Um, I'm going to scroll down a little bit. Um, let me tell you a quick story about last year. I got absolutely screwed with my running back depth. Um, 
when I lost. Uh, I had James Conner, who was out for a while. I had Zeke, who was just horrible last year. So one thing this year for me is I want to make sure I have plenty of running back depth. So I'm looking at running back, believe it or not, in this position. Um, and Antonio Gibson doesn't really interest me. Uh, I'm actually looking at a guy who is penciled in to be the starter for his team. He's going way down the list here, Ooh. but that's Khalil Herbert. So I'm going to go ahead and Ooh. take him with this pick. Um, just lock myself up a, a guaranteed, um, uh, you know, hopefully starting running back this year. So I love that pick. Uh, and Joku did come back around to me, but I'm actually going to go to a different guy here. And I kind of admittedly have a little bit of a man crush on him. Uh, and that's going to be Dalton Schultz, who is the tight end for the Houston, uh, the Houston Tech Texans. Texans <laughs> this year. Um, so uh, I love Dalton Schultz. I think he's a great PPR wide receiver. I think that uh, CJ Stroud is going to check down to the tight end a very healthy amount. We've seen a, a stark correlation between that in the past um, between rookies and their and their tight ends. So I'm going to go ahead and take the veteran. I think that the Houston passing game is going to be a little bit better than people think. And I'm going to go ahead and capitalize on that with the 103rd guy in ADP here. Uh, his ADP is 103.7, so I'm going to take Dalton Schultz. Nice. Uh, Zach, question for you. Hit me. Um, just because I'm not sure, I can't. I just need a second pair of eyes on this board. Mm-hmm. No, Miami running back was drafted. I that believe correct? that's correct. I do believe that. Uh, we're looking here. A chain is coming up. Uh, in the ADP, he's four down in the list right now, but that's that's it. And then Mostert is much further down. Jeff Wilson right behind there. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I, I think the – I mean, not to say that this is a crowdsourced ADP, um, but I feel like a, a lot of the avoidance of the Miami backs is because a lot of people just kind of assume that that's where Dalvin Cook's going. I think there's been a lot of reports that uh, Miami has given or provided a report or a – contract for uh dalvin it's just kind of on his plate to accept it mm-hmm. uh just saw so, just something i thought that we're entering i mean ending round nine entering round 10 and hasn't been a miami running back drafted it is but. it is definitely interesting um but you know that that could provide that could be screaming value you know for sure yeah especially with the a, a rookie like a cane um, mm-hmm. who could very well still have a role. Um, you don't kind of draft a guy uh, I mean, who's currently being drafted high, or I guess higher than the other Miami running backs. Um, I feel like the the affection towards the cane doesn't exist for, or exists for no reason. I don't know what I'm trying to say there. Uh, and no. Basically, there's it comes with reason. Let me ask you a quick question, Kyle. I, I'm guessing you're probably looking running back with this pick. I, I may be. Okay. Well, would you rather take a rookie? Like I see Kendra Miller's coming up, Roshan Johnson takes Bigsby, or would you rather spend on like a Samaje Pirine here who could, if, if uh, Javante Williams isn't off the eye or is on the pup to, for the first six weeks or something, you could have a starting running back with Samaje, or would you rather take the upside with one of these rookie running backs that you could have long-term? So I'll be honest. I was thinking of double dipping. Um, into, mm. I, I guess the two running back position, just because, I mean, I'm sitting here two wide receiver league. I have four, um, and I kind of want to do that with running backs as well, especially with, mm-hmm. like you said, uh, with the Samaje P Ryan, I'll draft him first. Um, Samaje who 
very well could start the season with the huge role. Um, and I think there's been a lot of, I guess, camp love, or I guess, um, I think Peyton's said a lot of exciting things about him similar to, yeah, uh, he's, he's talked him up. Definitely. Similar to Judy's hips. Um, (laughs) but I've seen just, uh, maybe not hype, but just a lot of excitement for Pirine kind of having a, a role here in Denver. And I mean, this was an offense that saw Melvin Gordon have a role when, uh, Javante, was healthy or a, uh, an offense that uh, Latavius Murray still had a, a, a position in. And it's an offense that could be better, could be as good as it was last year, which wasn't good. And mm-hmm. I feel like P. Ryan doesn't get signed that quickly to this offense without uh, some shape of a role uh, pre-existing. And then, like you said, there's some rookies that could uh, – go into the season, maybe not having something solid to start, but just show flashes and take over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like my draft strategy uh, overall, especially in these later rounds, is always just take handcuffs, whether they're mine or others, just because mm-hmm. I feel like it's, it's value that will exist, whether that's in the trade market or with an injury. And with that, I am personally, I'm just going to take him because he's the wide receiver one still currently. Give me a cane of Miami. Um, just uh, He's a rookie who could have could have a role with or without Dalvin Cook. Maybe maybe Miami. I, I mean, it's um, I'm blanking on the coach's name, but his system is basically built for multiple running backs. McDaniels, yeah. McDaniel, McDaniels loves, 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 loves himself a, a multi-running back scheme. Mm-hmm. And I, give me a piece of that. Those are always fantasy abundant. Uh, it's annoying for fantasy because one guy may do well, one guy may not any given week, and it's hard to pinpoint which specific guy. But with the cane, uh, give me the rookie sensate or potential sensation, and uh, the ceiling kind of doesn't exist with these guys. So, all right, coming back to me, uh, Zay Flowers went, who is a guy that I do love to target in, in fantasy drafts and mock drafts, uh, followed by – Kirk Cousins, Cole Komet, Odell, and Rashad. How about that, Kyle? One, two, three. All three receivers uh, from Baltimore wow. went in a row in the 10th round there. In the 10th uh, round. Bateman, in the, and then followed by Aaron Rodgers and Danny Dimes, and then Alan Lazard to round off that round before it is me, and then two last picks here. So um, taking a look at the board, I wanted to I, – I, I'll be honest with you, Kyle, and maybe you can sway me one way or another. Um, I'm looking at receiver or running back here, uh, and I'm looking at two guys specifically. I do love Jamison Williams, but I'm going to be honest. I don't necessarily know that I love the idea of drafting a guy who's going to be uh, suspended Mm -hmm. for six games. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think that that's just a clog in my roster, and I'm going to stay away from it just for that reason. So he's off the board. Um, uh, Elijah Moore, again, a little a little risky. Um, I'm actually, uh, I keep having to click on different guys here, but the guys that I'm looking at, the first one is going to be Jarek McKinnon, the running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. He is one of my favorite values in in drafts right now. Um, I mean, there was a point in time last year where he would have four yards rushing and then five catches for 28 (laughs) yards and three touchdowns. Like it was the most absurd stat line ever. And he would score 30 on you in that game. But uh, so he's one guy that I'm looking at. And then another guy that I'm looking at, you're going to have to scroll a little bit here. Um, but and this is my Carolina bias a little bit, but I'm looking at Jonathan Mingo, the rookie wide receiver in Carolina. Um, I mean, he is 
you can see we have absolutely zero data on him. Got, we don't even have his schedule. <laughs> or his picture, nothing. But uh, I really, really like him. And I, I think he's going to be a huge part of this offense right off the bat. He's big bodied. I mean, I, I think he's just everything that you need to be a wide receiver one. He re, he reminds me, uh, this this is going to be a little over-exaggeration here. He reminds me of A.J. Brown. I mean, they both came from Ooh. Ole Miss. Uh, I mean, Ole Miss has a track record of these giant um, just musclehead receivers, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and, and now Mingo. And I'm actually – I'm talking myself into Mingo, and that's what I'm going to take here. I'm going to take Jonathan Mingo. I think Beautiful. he could be the centerpiece, uh, again, rookie-to-rookie connection between him and and uh, Bryce Young in Carolina. I, I think he could be great. And one thing that I've really benefited from in the last couple fantasy drafts that I've done is taking a lottery ticket on a rookie, and it's really paid yeah. off. Yep. I mean, I want to say around eight or nine, two years ago, I got Jamar Chase, yep. which was fantastic. Kyle, I know you can speak to last year. I know you had a lot of shares of Olave. Loved um, it. Some, sometimes rookies are the best lottery ticket you can buy. Uh, mm-hmm. And right now for he and Zay Flowers and Quentin Johnson and, you know, uh, JSN, Addison, these guys are all yep. pretty cheap right now. So I think that they're a great ticket to, to buy. You could find yourself uh, – sitting in round seven on and just draft uh, JSN, Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, mm-hmm. Zay Flowers, Mingo, and just um, all of them. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. personally do that, but you could. And uh, two out of those guys could very well be uh, top 24 wide receivers, and you're getting them where you're drafting wide receiver threes and fours. Right. And I think, Kyle, the special thing about Zay Flowers and Mingo is they are stepping in to potentially be the ones in their offenses. You know, there's other guys that are there, but they're veterans like Mingo stepping in with Thielen and Chark and Flowers is stepping in with Beckham and Bateman. You know, these guys could potentially be the ones in their offense where JSN, Addison and Quentin Johnston are all at least going to be the two, if not the three in that offense. Yep. So, I mean... It's almost bad. It almost feels backwards that these guys should be the ones that are being drafted ahead because I think they have the greatest opportunity. Yeah, it's so interesting, and I think I, I almost feel like camp will kind of really change that. Uh, I think we're probably in like a, a rookie sensation period as we're mm-hmm. closer to the NFL draft and dynasty rookie drafts than um, definitely than we will be in August. Uh, right. So I feel like this will kind of shape a little bit entirely differently. Um, we'll see a lot of hype about Zay Flowers. We'll see a lot of hype about Quentin Johnston. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to just see hype after hype after hype or uh, negative pieces. I, who knows? Right. Uh, I mean, right. we kind of saw it with Traylon Burks a little bit last year where he struggled through camp. Um, mm-hmm. And that that's kind of expected. And that's kind of the beauty of, I guess, drafting in June and seeing what this will reshape and look like uh, throughout July and into into late August. Um, and I think the term exciting. the term lottery ticket really is key yes. with these rookies too. I mean, I remember seeing Jalen Tolbert hype all over the place last year, the receiver from the Cowboys. And then there was a point in time where they weren't even suiting him for games, which was just infuriating. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's, it's a lottery ticket. It could be great. It could be a bust. So all or nothing, really. Which is exciting. And that's the exciting part about fantasy football. Um, Zach, before we wrap here, let's run through these teams. You had the third overall pick, uh, and you had, you drafted Austin Eckler, Josh Jacobs, Tony Pollard. Uh, you started drafting, filling out your wide receiver room here with Amari Cooper. And then your quarterback is Justin Fields. And then you went back to wide receivers with Mike Evans, Christian Kirk, 
Khalil Herbert, Dalton Schultz as your tight end, and then wrapping it up round 10 with uh, with Mingo, mm-hmm. your rookie lottery ticket. How do you feel? <laughs> just a, like a quick quick glance at this. Do you wish you had like a different strategy? What do you What are you thinking here? Um, I, I think I would have preferred to have spent up on uh, tight end a little bit more. Um, where I took Amari Cooper, maybe I would have taken Hawkinson instead. He was in consideration there. Um, mm-hmm. But that would have just pushed my – uh, my quarterback back another round or two. And then that would have landed me in that round that I didn't in that range. I didn't necessarily want to be in. So um, overall I'm okay with the build. I think Dalton Schultz might give me headaches uh, being a little inconsistent, but I, I'm, I'm overall okay with it. I think he's a pretty talented tight end to be going that late in drafts. So um, I, I like the build and, and I actually, I do really like starting with those three running backs. So again, it's, it's all roster construction dependent and you know, what, what kind of league you're playing in, but in this league, I, I like this. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a great start um, to kind of, especially to have your flex just right there in the third round. Uh, it's like a power move almost, where you've got I mean, consistent starters. You figure weekend, that's probably a fifty point cushion between those three guys, easy, you know. And yeah. then you add in your quarterback for fifteen to twenty, you're already looking at 70, 80 points a week. So um, I, I I think that's a very safe start. I like that. Yep, and then over at the end, pick 12, I went and started with uh, three different positions here. Stefan Diggs first, and then Nick Chubb, Joe Burrow, Keenan Allen, and Jerry Judy to finish up my my starters uh, for receivers. And then Alexander Madison, the starting tight end with Evan Ingram. And then filling out my bench with Jahan Dotson, Samaj P. Ryan, and Devin McCain. Uh, Beautiful. I'm a fan. I like this. This is how I typically find myself building my rosters where it's just like not heavy hitting any, uh, any position, but just kind of taking the guys that I love and just Mm kind of creating the roster out of that. Uh, It's always tricky to go into drafts with the strategy in mind because one guy takes the guy that you're really targeting and you're, you can just throw all your notes out the window. Um, (laughs) So I like to go into these drafts, any draft, like even my real life drafts and just feeling fluid where it's just like, mm-hmm. I didn't expect this guy to fall to me, not part of my plan, but I'll take him. Okay. Um, and, yep. and that's kind of the beauty of it. And especially kind of doing a bunch of drafts, doing a bunch of mocks, uh, just kind of, kind of having an idea of where players are going. So you can say, all right, I'll wait on him. Mm-hmm. Or I, if I really want this guy, I got to take him now because he's not leaving the seventh. Uh, just kind of having an idea that of all that information is, my favorite part of the summer. Absolutely. I couldn't put it better myself. All right, Zach. With that, it was our beautiful end of June mock. I'm not sure when we'll mock again, uh, at least here on the, the first seed fantasy pod. Maybe maybe July, maybe a mid-July, maybe a mid to end. We'll figure it out, and you'll know. Mm-hmm. Um, and with that, we are first seed fantasy. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. And Zach... I'll chat with you next week. Catch you in the next one, brother. Oh, and follow us on all our socials and stuff. Everything's in the description. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. See ya. Thanks for listening to the First Seed Fantasy Podcast. Till next time. Till next time.